This is your radio station, Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri, The Key. Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Monday, October 24th. The Camden County Sheriff's Office recovered two cars from Lake of the Ozarks Tuesday. The cars were discovered by two private recovery and rescue teams during a search for a missing Camdenton veteran. Authorities were called a 2004 Chevy Cavalier and a 1958 Ford Thunderbird were pulled from the lake. The Cavalier was reported stolen in 2005 from a motel in Sunrise Beach, but the origin and owner of the Thunderbird are still unknown. Anyone with information about either of these two vehicles is encouraged to contact the Camden County Sheriff's Office Detective Bureau. The Missouri Department of Conservation is reminding deer and turkey hunters to properly tag and telecheck their harvests this season. They say the three keys to get your hunting permit, not your permit, after harvesting, telecheck your deer or turkey the same day it is harvested, but most importantly, stay safe and happy hunting. Recreational marijuana legalization is on the ballot November 8th, and polls are still hazy on if the amendment will pass with some predicting a tight race and others an easy victory. Alongside legalizing marijuana, Amendment 3 would initiate a licensing process, a micro-lottery system for small dispensaries, and also automatically clear the records of those with nonviolent marijuana-related offenses. If approved by Missouri voters, Amendment 3 would make the state the 20th to legalize recreational marijuana use. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, Lake Expo. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from LakeExpo.com. LakeExpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. Will the Chiefs get back on the winning track? A nice 44-23 win on the road over the 49ers. They improved to 5-2 and two going into their bye week. Chiefs blew it open in the second half. Mahomes over 400 yards passing. And Miko Hartman with three touchdowns. And the uh, Chiefs go into the bye week on the heels of a nice win. They needed that after that tough loss to Buffalo last week. Elsewhere around the NFL, Tom Brady and the Bucks seem to be imploding. They lose their second straight to one of the worst teams in the league. They lose to Carolina 21 to 3. Packers lost their third in a row, this time to Washington. Giants improved to 6 and 1. They beat Jacksonville in a tight one. 6 and 0 Philly, the only undefeated team in the league. World Series is set. It's going to be the Phillies and the Astros. 
Phillies go to the World Series NL champions. They beat the Padres 4-1 to to advance yesterday. Astros sweeping the Yanks four in a row for the American League pennant. They won in the Big Apple 6-5 last night to close out that series. The World Series gets underway on Friday. St. Louis Blues off to a 3-0 start to the season. They're busy on the road at Winnipeg tonight. College football, Mizzou beat Vandy over the weekend. They're 3-4. MSU lost at Northern Iowa. They are 2-5 on the season. High school football, we're headed into the first week of the playoffs. Camdenton has a bye week despite losing in overtime to Glendale Friday night, their first loss of the year. Osage beat Versailles. The Indians have a six-game win streak. They also have a playoff uh, bye this weekend. Eldon is three and six, losers of six in a row. They lost to Boonville Friday night. They'll be at Southern Boone this week, and Versailles will be at Fairgrove this week. Hey, KB is on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7.02 a.m., 5.02 and 11.02 p.m. you got to check him out. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, including the high school football coaches show with Lakers coach Jeff Shore and Indians coach Shannon Jolly talking about last week's game, talking about what they've got coming up uh, in the playoffs you can see that Tuesdays through Fridays at 10, 2, and 6 right here on Lake TV. And you can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90. Also absolutely free on Roku and Amazon Fire. And streaming live all the time at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station. Featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, live high school sports, real estate, dining, boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozark shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Helping out the community is as simple as joining the Key Radio team. Right now, Key Radio is looking for an individual to spread the good news about community radio at the Lake of the Ozarks. The job involves talking to local businesses about supporting our mission. You decide how much you'd like to work and get a commission for the work that you do. Sales experience is preferred but isn't required. We need you, and so does our community. Contact Bill Munhausen at 573-280-0532. Key Radio KEYK is an equal opportunity employer.
We're happy to be the Lake Sounding Board. Community radio for the Lake of the Ozarks. It's 89.3, the key. All right, folks, back in the saddle again for another great week of programming on The Daily Show here on Key Radio. Thanks for tuning in wherever you're at, 89.3, keyradio.live. The free apps for the iPhone and Android, and, of course, our nice little toy. It is the uh, SRG Financial Advisors Key Radio in studio live cam. And you are live and in color, Rick Bryant. Good morning, sir. You know, people think all of their lives about what they should do. Uh-huh. And you're listening to you found it. <laughs> you may not think so, but you found it, brother. I am good, brother. I am. I don't. I, I don't want to be any better. I'll, I'll have issues. I'll get reported, or I get higher taxes, or some damn thing. So I'm good. I'm, I'm really good where I'm at. <laughs> we are broadcasting live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors, 68 in Osage Beach, 67 in Camdenton. 71 the high today. Looks like we are going to get some rain, a a chance of rain at 100%. Also, uh, rain possible tonight. Uh, Again, a 100% chance, it says, uh, near an inch of uh, rain possible. Locally heavy rainfall, so keep that in mind. Rain in 54 tomorrow. Good possibility for that. 64 and sunny on Wednesday. Clouds on Thursday and Friday. 63 the high Thursday. 61 the high on Friday. Saturday and Sunday. Partly to mostly cloudy. Saturday's high of 62. Sunday's high of 62. So that's how we're going to uh, roll as far as the week in weather is concerned. Beautiful weekend this weekend. Some nice warm temperatures. Hope you had a chance to get out and enjoy the lake area. Plenty of boats on the water this weekend. I could hear them all over the place around the house. And so uh, a lot of folks getting out. And I don't necessarily know enjoying their last weekend on the water. But, you know, it was uh, a fun weekend nonetheless. And a lot of folks were having a good time and uh, doing what they like to do here at the beautiful Lake of the Ozarks. We've got a current lake level this morning of 656.59, river level at 551.66, and the surface water temp at 66 degrees. So from time to time, I like to bring Rick in just to talk about life in general and maybe even touch on the auction business a little bit. Had a chance to go up to the auction uh, about a week and a half ago. We had a lot of fun. Thank you. I'm glad you were And the items that we uh, purchased... We've used a Good. Well, number yeah, of them. Yeah. So the general idea pots and that. pans and, uh, and and big, uh, huge outdoor uh, rugs and everything else that we could possibly need. So I appreciate that. We try to watch. You know, we yeah. don't we don't want the the. the, the Crappy stuff, if you will. <laughs> we want the good stuff. We want the stuff that you want. You might come in and say, I don't need another toaster, but somebody does. Yeah, well, uh, we got a chest of drawers and all kinds of good stuff for the house, so everything's looking good there. Perfect. And uh, good morning, Delta. Whatever you uh, may be doing this morning, thank you for uh, tuning in. Patty, I hope you're feeling better. Uh, also, to uh, uh, Chris Coulter, the folks over at Nick's True Value Hardware, they had their uh, fall festival on Saturday, and I uh, stopped in to get some uh, gas oil mix for the leaf blower because, of course, a lot of folks are using those now. And and I don't know why because essentially, you clear all the leaves out, and 20 minutes later, they're all right back where you where you started. Did it yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> so whatever you're doing there, um, maybe just give a little time. However, uh, nice uh, nice turnout. They had uh, a lot of folks there for the uh, fall festival at Nick's True Value Hardware. All the folks there in the Palisade Shopping Center. And uh, a lot of other folks, and so they had hay rides and fun stuff for the kids, and uh, a lot of cool uh, opportunities for you to check it out. Uh, fire department was there, police department was there, 
Lake Regional was there. Uh, they had a lot of representation from around the lake area, which was great to see. And hopefully you took some time to stop by and see what they had going on. So uh, what's new and exciting? You're the man who has his finger on the pulse of the community. What uh, what are you hearing out there these days? Well, first I say normally wherever Chris is, the police and fire will be there. Well, so yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> just kind of goes without saying. You're right. No, I got you. I'm, uh, you know, buddy, I think we're good. I, I You know, one of the things that... Uh, I always make sure I, I, I mention whether people hear it or not is what is the greater good? The kids were raised with that. You know, what, what's the greater, the, the common good? Because sometimes we, the forest for the trees, you know, and all that, mm-hmm. we, we kind of get focused on whatever we're doing. You remember the old commercial, got to make the donuts, got to make the donuts. This guy get up in the morning, got to make the donuts. <laughs> it's like, is anybody eating donuts? Does anybody want donuts before you start making them? And, I, you know, I think sometimes when we get on these uh, these, I'll have to say a big yes to that. I, yeah. I, I love the donuts. Not with the sprinkles. They're just the little jelly-filled ones. I don't have to like those. And, and that's what's giving me this great uh, man boob body that yeah. I, I bestow. The awesome I, physique. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It took you years to get that chiseled look. It took me years to work this, make this Arnold Schwarzenegger look work, you know. Uh, but I, I, I just hope that we'd all, when we, when we have a cause, or, and, and there's a lot of reasons for some of these, the feelings and causes in the community, not just here, but at home. I, I look at our, our hometown, and it's just dead on the vine, and, mm-hmm. and you, you, get, you, you get the negative with the positive. You have to, and if you're astute, you want to listen to the negative to see what's going on. But I would, but I would reiterate, please, Look at the common good mm-hmm. before you pick up a big stick and smack it upside the head. Yeah, uh, does it need that, or does it need some? Uh, does it need waterboarding? Does it need some coercing? Does it? Does it just need waterboarding? A, just a conversation. <laughs> you know, we're, we're progressive in this community, and we're making changes, and they're, and it's working out. Right. Uh, so I think it's all good. But uh, anyway, I just I just hope that we all. Uh, I want us all to get along. I, it isn't going to be a love fest. That's not not the way life is. And, no. uh, and uh, but but nonetheless, I want us to all get along and make this community even better than it is. And the only way you do that is you got to sing the same hymn to a point. That doesn't mean we're all in in sync, you know. And and uh, but but it does mean that we understand the plight and then step back mm-hmm. before you start going nutty and say. What, what is it that will make this community better? It may not stroke me. It may not make me go to bed going, yeah, got him. But on the other hand, maybe it's the best for everybody. Well, I will say that uh, we've got uh, an election coming up in about 15 days. Thank you, Jesus. November the 8th. And uh, you still have some uh, local voting to do because all the folks that uh, won the uh, elections in the primary, uh, you got to go back out and vote for them again. We, we tend to get lazy and lethargic. Uh, we're 90-day wonders in this country. Uh, we're really mad or we're really hip or we're really happy for 90 days, and then we kind of go into our little lull. I think you're actually giving people a little too much credit there. I, I, yeah, maybe by 30 <laughs> or 40 days, 50 days. What I don't want them to do is forget that exact same thing. I mean, uh, Skelton put on his deal about making sure that you get in there and vote and show the way. I want us to win no matter what it is. But I think, too, we just have to remember just because, you know, the primaries are over and we're looking at the at the midterms and got to get in there and got to get in there and vote no matter what it is. If it's if it's making a decision on the color of, of, uh, of people's yards or whatever, the, the crazy things that we come up with, vote, vote, because that's the only thing we we really have that distinguishes us between us and and some other wonderful countries in the world. A story I saw from uh, our media partners over there at LakeExpo.com is uh, Camptonton Airport sees a spike in jet traffic after runway expansion. They uh, expanded the runway 1,002 feet, not just 1,000 feet, but uh, 1,002 feet, and that's important to remember. 
and uh, you're bringing in uh, some nice-sized jets. As a matter of fact, they've got a picture of a beautiful jet sitting out on the runway there, and uh, I, I think that is something uh, that uh, we can look forward to because it's it's going to make a uh, it's going to make a difference in the long run, and it's something I know that they've always wanted. We have that uh, nice airport out there at Lacey Fine. But, uh, you know, as we continue to grow and expand uh, with that growth, certain things need to happen. And the powers that be and the visionaries of the lake thought, you know, the airport out there in Camdenton needs a little bit more runway. And so it uh, does certainly mean some good things for the future. And it means that uh, some of these, uh, you know, people that have these types of planes that uh, we're looking at, we're talking about jets this morning, well, they'll benefit from that. And, and, and that's a good thing. I mean, when you think about it, plus all of the other things that will come with that. And so uh, just a quick uh, quick mention here. It, uh, it says this is just a rough guess, but our jet activity before the expansion was probably around 10% of our activity. And now it's probably more like 30%. This is from Corey Lewerke, airport manager at the Camdenton Memorial Lake Regional Airport. You see a lot of second homeowners. This is how they get back and forth, whether it be as close as Arkansas or as far away as one guy that usually comes in. Uh, he comes in from California, the state of California. <laughs> Not just a little puddle jumper from California, Missouri, but it's uh, it's it's definitely something that's going to make a difference in the in the future. We yeah, speaking from experience in our airport at home, uh, uh, the, the size matters, and uh, we and and we did that. We flew down here and flew back. We'd fly in on <coughs> Friday, and then fly back on Monday. We had a little convertible sitting over here across the street, mm-hmm. uh, and we had a little uh, mobile home down here on KK. Right, and we were just fat cats, and it, it's it's wonderful to have that opportunity. But but other than that convenience, uh, the jet traffic is a huge thing, uh, and I applaud those that have made these decisions, Corey and. Uh, you know, it's no wonder he doesn't answer me when I call him a wecky. But uh, anyway, those guys have made some good progressive decisions yeah. that have gave us a good uh, airport out there. Uh, and I, as I hear it, there's no hangar space. So, I mean, obviously it's popular and it's working. I think they need to build some new buildings now, too. They're working on that. But they were progressive. Mm-hmm. They thought ahead, KB, not behind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's very important to do that. And that is a big, if you're, if you're going to grow, and I know some of us are going, ugh. No, I, I get that. But if you're going to grow... And we really need to think about how that happens now. It, 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 it works for all of us, that airport's integral. Very much so. And uh, I think in the future we're going to see more and more and more in the way of uh, not only the private jets that come in, but, you know, you get to some delivery service that comes in through there. And who knows, the uh, lake could, uh, again, become uh, somewhat of a hub for uh, some delivery activity and anything else that they want to do out there. But the expansion is uh, so important, as we've seen the lake itself has expanded. Uh, certainly in the last couple of years with COVID and how people view the Lake of the Ozarks as the uh, safe haven, if you will, to come and to live and enjoy and enjoy life the way that you like to enjoy life. So when you come here, make sure that uh, you don't come to nitpick and carry on. Just come enjoy yourself. I think that, uh, you know, one time you and I were talking on radio session and I said, you know, I'm talking to folks that are coming from Denver and Colorado, coming from Omaha, coming from California. And you and I said, I, they're coming, KB. And you said, yep, just as long as you leave your crap there. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's kind of that's kind of the point. You, right. We're okay. We, you, you'll come in and give your input and whatnot, but understand that our way of life is fine the way it is, and we're doing fine with it. And if it needs changed, well, we'll change it. You can help if you want. Yeah. But I don't know that we need to be taught much because looking back in the last two or three years, I think we're I think we're pretty square. Yeah, I think, I think we're, we've pre- done pretty it. kosher. 
done a very good job of of, of trying to uh, uh, to just kind of keep life where it needs to be here, and uh, folks can come and enjoy themselves. We've always been a haven, if you will, for people to come and uh, relax and have fun. Uh, sometimes uh, people have a little bit more fun than others, but uh, you know that's uh, just life at a uh, at, at a tourist destination. I mean, ask any any folks that live in a tourist destination what they see and uh, what they have experienced, and they'll tell you, well, you know, some folks love to just come and soak it up, and uh, other folks like to come and uh, soak it up again a little bit more than others. However. I think this uh, area is uh, is is always going to be a place where uh, liberty and freedom prevail, and I hope that people uh, look at that and realize and understand the need for uh, these types of things. We talk about things in the community and what it is that we would like to see and what it is that we like to do. We like our liberty, we like our freedom, and we uh, certainly don't like anyone to come in and uh, and mess with that. And when they do. It's like taking a two-by-four and smacking the hornet's nest, and uh, look what happens. I got a call from uh, People Magazine out in L.A., and I was just out minding my own business, hooking up some electric at the farm, and a lady called, and I said, why are you calling me? And she said, uh, someone had said that you would be a good one to ask about the change in the lake and the change in the, in the crime. Hmm. And I said, well, if you're looking for some meat in a story that's kind of uh, enticing and negative and uh, exhilarating and kind of... PP whining and moaning, I'm not it. And I said, so uh, I will tell you, here's the deal. We have about 45,000 people, give or take, in this county uh, because it is a wonderful, vibrant community with a beautiful view and a great lake and lots of cool things to do. People come from all over to the tune of millions and millions of people. Right. That tends to change things, especially if we have the same law enforcement, the same fire departments, the same paramedics and ambulances, the same hospital. And you dump millions of people on an infrastructure that's typically right now, as a matter of fact, today, uh, geared on about 40-plus thousand people, mm-hmm. you're going to have some squeaking and, and some, some uh, things that need oil. Yeah. And uh, that's just the way it is. Has it, has it, has it changed? Yeah, it has changed. It's changed uh, in the 17, 18 years I've been here. Because the first thing I did was read the newspaper and notice that somebody stole some oars and somebody stole a battery or a bicycle. And I thought, Wow. You know, they've, they've got their stuff together here. No, I think it's just a community. We have our stuff together, but I think it's not only that. It's just that the community is kind of cool. Now, we have things that are different now, things that are, things that are a little more newsworthy uh, than they were then. But, again, you're dumping millions of folks. Millions of folks are, are excited and happy, and we're welcoming them to come here, and so you're going to have things. And, and But, you know, I'll be honest with you, in talking to law enforcement almost daily, you don't see a big change. There's not a big influx of problems or issues or whatever that aren't just day to day. So I think we've I think we've got our stuff together. I, I really do. We just need to maintain that. I believe that and I also believe though, as with anything else, uh certain elements kind of work their way into a community and it's how the community responds to that and decides to address those issues and those problems. And I think uh, again uh, when we were it's, it's amazing and I and, and I could say this for any community and that is when you work together as a whole for a common cause, for the common good, I think in most instances anyway, it's amazing what you'll find. People kind of have a tendency to put their political affiliations aside. People have a tendency to um, put their differences aside if they know that what it is that's going on, whatever the topic may be, and uh, we just want it to be something that uh, you know we can handle on our own level, we do it. And you made uh, kind of an interesting point there, talking about law enforcement 
firefighters, EMTs, paramedics, uh, maybe even uh, you can go as far as the hospital, the things that we need to make sure uh, that we're growing, and that is the need to have, uh, because most people will poo-poo any kind of a, uh, a tax levy, say, for example, for a fire department. Until they need to make that call, until that uh, need is there, someone's in trouble, uh, you've got a fire on your property, a house fire or something, and uh, you make that call and you notice the response time is uh, not to your liking. Well, those folks can only do what they can do with what they have, and I've always been a big proponent of making sure that uh, the the folks that we have, and, and you know, if you want to pick on firefighters, and we're not picking on them, obviously, I mean... Uh, a lot of these folks are volunteers, and so maybe they get a bit of a stipend to cover fuel costs. But as far as things go, they're, they're, they're running into a perfectly, uh, you know, uh, a burning building, uh, knowing full well what it is that uh, they could face once they get in there. We've, we've, we've been around the, the, the horn on this one, so to speak, and, and they have Osage Beach wisely increased um, the sales tax to, to help out the, or, um, yeah, the sales tax to help out the fire department mm-hmm. here, thinking of the sheriff's department. But, you know, you had men that were making uh, on a starting wage of twelve fifteen an hour yeah. and, uh, and, and not getting into all of that because that's history. Now they've made the, the right decision, but it, it's worse KB than, than not having, you know, the response time being extended. And I know these fields, as you know, very, very well, it's not having the manpower. They went and fought a fire that I would have been very, very comfortable with having eight or ten officers there with six. Mm-hmm. And that turns ugly really quick. It, it, you know, the fire has no conscience. It doesn't care. It just does what it does. It burns, consumes. Uh, and so, you know, how we act is what stops it or, or, or excites it, if you will. And that one could have been bad, and it's time that they get fixed. Uh, and we have to understand, too, that whatever the lineage is and how we feel about the taxes and all the equipment and the, and the free guys going to the grocery store on an 80-foot-long truck getting groceries and all, I, you know, I hear all that stuff. The truth of the matter is there's some logistics involved that maybe some people, the lay people, wouldn't understand. And I've been there, done this for 50 years. You you have to appreciate that they're doing the best they can with what they have. And so what we want is not one item more than they need, but every item that they need. And they should have all of those items, all of the departments, the fire department, police department, sheriff's department, and the hospital. And let me, let me touch on that quickly. We just lost our hospital in Keokuk, Iowa. 30 years ago, 35 years ago, I started a paramedic service in Keokuk. We didn't have one. We had hearse from the, that actually originally came from the, the funeral homes to pick up people. We changed that into an ambulance service, then changed it into a paramedic service. I was mm-hmm. one of the first two paramedics to go to school and say, hey, we need this. This is before we could spell them. So we had two paramedic ambulances in Keokuk answering calls, taking them to the hospital six, eight, ten, twelve 12 blocks away. Now, today, 30 years later, we don't have those ambulances. They're, they're kind of uh, in trouble, if you will. The county's going to have to step in and take it over, and our hospital has closed. You talk about going to the Stone Ages in medicine. If they have a car wreck on Main Street, 7th and Main, where I lived, those people are waiting for a helicopter and a 20 to 30-minute ride on the backside of that to mm-hmm. a hospital, which that golden hour is gone. It's ate up. So if you, for some reason, have a dim view of this hospital, you need to rethink that. Because for whatever you like it or don't like it or whatever it is or it isn't, I've been there several times. I have zero complaints. My dad passed away there. I have no complaints. Uh, I've been in there for surgeries and have no complaints. Uh, 
And I know when they're screwing up, I've been there. We've worked in several hospitals. If we didn't have some kind of medical care like this, we are dead in the water. We're, we're, we might as well not have a runway at all because uh, nothing will happen. And so I, that's my little plight, my little uh, um, you know, pitch for the hospital itself. And that uh, thank God that we have these clinics and stuff in the in the areas, Camdenton and all over, that can take care of people. Well, and we're not talking about giving people a blank check and just saying do whatever you want with it. Obviously, you have to do things within reason, and you have to make sure that you have good stewards of the sales tax money. Bingo. Who are going to apply it where it uh, needs to be applied, and you know, continuing to provide. Uh, good services is something that uh, local government uh, should be doing. And then, of course, uh, you know, you, you talk to any of the guys who have been chief, uh, and we'll just use Osage Beach as a, as an example, you know, uh, Jeff Dorauer or uh, uh, Paul Berardi, the the current chief there. Uh, they're going to tell you. Both good guys. Yeah, they're going to tell you straight up that, you know, it's not easy to do the job that they do because they sit down, they're given a budget, and uh, they have to make that budget uh, last. And they have to be able to stretch it and get every dime, every nickel, every penny out of it. And that's exactly what they do. And you've got a board of people. And not get anybody hurt in the process. Yeah, yeah. As I said, you've got a lot going on there. We're going to step aside. We're going to take our bottom-of-the-hour break as we would normally do and uh, come back and talk some more with Rick Bryant. We'll talk a little bit about real estate and the auction business and uh, maybe uh, charitable giving because I know Rick is uh, thoroughly involved in charitable giving and has been for a lot of years. He certainly, uh, along with his auction family, supports the community that supports him uh, doing a number of uh, charity auctions, uh, whether it's uh, around the holidays or any time during the year if there's a need and he is approached. More than likely, he is going to be the auctioneer at these uh, charitable events as they're coming up. And uh, I think that's one of the nice things about living here as well. When we have an issue, when we have a problem, uh, certainly if there are people in need, uh, a lot of people around the lake jump on board. It is 8.30. We'll hear from Stacy Johnson with our uh, update from lakeexpo.com, your trusted news source. And on top of that, we'll also uh, bring in Chris Schneider to update us on what has been happening in the world of sports. Rough night for the Camptonton Lakers. And as the brackets had come out for uh, the upcoming district play, there's a good possibility they might see the opponent uh, that they saw on Friday night yet again. Kind of an interesting way that this bracket uh, has all come together. But uh, it did, and that's how uh, it uh, it works. We'll find out more about it as we take a quick break. We'll uh, come back and talk with you some more on the other side. It is The Daily Show on Key Radio. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Monday, October 24th. The Camden County Sheriff's Office recovered two cars from Lake of the Ozarks Tuesday. The cars were discovered by two private recovery and rescue teams during a search for a missing Camdenton veteran. Authorities were called a 2004 Chevy Cavalier and a 1958 Ford Thunderbird were pulled from the lake. The Cavalier was reported stolen in 2005 from a motel in Sunrise Beach, but the origin and owner of the Thunderbird are still unknown. Anyone with information about either of these two vehicles is encouraged to contact the Camden County Sheriff's Office Detective Bureau. 
The Missouri Department of Conservation is reminding deer and turkey hunters to properly tag and telecheck their harvests this season. They say the three keys to get your hunting permit, not your permit, after harvesting, telecheck your deer or turkey the same day it is harvested, but most importantly, stay safe and happy hunting. Recreational marijuana legalization is on the ballot November 8th, and polls are still hazy on if the amendment will pass with some predicting a tight race and others an easy victory. Alongside legalizing marijuana, Amendment 3 would initiate a licensing process, a micro-lottery system for small dispensaries, and also automatically clear the records of those with nonviolent marijuana-related offenses. If approved by Missouri voters, Amendment 3 would make the state the 20th to legalize recreational marijuana use. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Helping out the community is as simple as joining the Key Radio team. Right now, Key Radio is looking for an individual to spread the good news about community radio at the Lake of the Ozarks. The job involves talking to local businesses about supporting our mission. You decide how much you'd like to work and get a commission for the work that you do. Sales experience is preferred but isn't required. We need you, and so does our community. Contact Bill Munhausen at 573-280-0532. Key Radio KEYK is an equal opportunity employer. Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. Well, the Chiefs get back on the winning track. A nice 44-23 win on the road over the 49ers. They improved to 5-2 and two going into their bye week. Chiefs blew it open in the second half. Mahomes over 400 yards passing. And Miko Hartman with three touchdowns. And the uh, Chiefs go into the bye week on the heels of a nice win. They needed that after that tough loss to Buffalo last week. Elsewhere around the NFL, Tom Brady and the Bucs seem to be imploding. They lose their second straight to one of the worst teams in the league. They lose to Carolina 21-3. Packers lost their third in a row, this time to Washington. Giants improved to 6-1. They beat Jacksonville in a tight one. 6-0 Philly, the only undefeated team in the league. World Series is set. It's going to be the Phillies and the Astros. Phillies go to the World Series as NL champions. They beat the Padres 4-1 to advance yesterday. Astros sweeping the Yanks four in a row for the American League pennant. They won in the Big Apple 6-5 last night to close out that series. The World Series gets underway on Friday. St. Louis Blues off to a 3-0 start to the season. They're busy on the road at Winnipeg tonight. College football, Mizzou beat Andy over the weekend, they're three and four. MSU lost at Northern Iowa. They are two and five on the season. High school football, we're headed into the first week of the playoffs. Camdenton has a bye week despite losing in overtime to Glendale Friday night, their first loss of the year. Osage beat Versailles. The Indians have a six-game win streak. They also have a playoff uh, bye this weekend. Eldon is three and six, losers of six in a row. They lost to Boonville Friday night. They'll be at Southern Boone this week, and Versailles 
will be at Fairgrove this week. Hey, KB is on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7.02 a.m., 5.02 and 11.02 p.m. you got to check him out. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, including the high school football coaches show with Lakers coach Jeff Shore and Indians coach Shannon Jolly talking about last week's game, talking about what they've got coming up uh, in the playoffs. You can see that Tuesdays through Fridays at 10, 2, and 6 right here on Lake TV. And you can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90. Also absolutely free on Roku and Amazon Fire. And streaming live all the time at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. This is Happy Headlines. I'm the host, David Beach, bringing you good news and heartwarming stories to help you through your day. Each and every one of them. That's what we do. Here's today's story. Now, I'm a little late to the party on this one, as it was suggested by a Facebook member a week ago, right after recording a few headlines. And the following days, it was everywhere. You may have heard of Sisu. Sisu was a stray dog that was caught sneaking into a North Carolina Dollar General store to steal a purple stuffed unicorn. Well, according to the store staff, the dog at Doggo was a repeat offender, making five separate attempts to be reunited with his favorite cuddle buddy. The store called, and they said they had a stray dog in the parking lot that kept coming in to the store, said Joe Newborn, head of County Animal Services Department, as he told McClatchy News. He'd walk in, go to that unicorn, and try to get it. He did it four or five times before they locked the door and called us to come get him. Maybe he had a stuffed animal like that in his original home. I don't know, but he wanted that purple unicorn bad. The dog was eventually collared, but rather than a scary punishment, he found himself at the local animal shelter, where he was booked in as a stray and given the name Sisu. Samantha Lane, the animal control officer tasked with escorting Sisu to the shelter decided it was in everyone's best interest to keep the pair together. So she purchased the plushy unicorn for $10 and took it along. Not long after his arrival, the shelter posted pictures of Sisu and a report of his exploits to their Facebook page saying, this is what happens when you break into the Dollar General consistently to steal the purple unicorn, but then get animal control called to lock you up for breaking and entering and larceny. Along with a thank you gift for officer Lane and a pet food donation to Duplin County Animal Services, Dollar General plans to send a few extra purple unicorns for the adoptive family, company spokesperson Crystal Lucci reported. That is a happy headline. This is Happy Headlines. I'm David Beach. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, you can join us on Facebook. Search for Happy Headlines with David Beach, and you can see a great group of people and stories that don't make the podcast. In the meantime, stay happy, stay healthy, and find a way to make someone's day. If you'd like to become a content provider, simply contact the Lakes Community Radio Station at 89.3, The Key. Right back here at 838, and thank you for joining us on The Daily Show. We'll spend some time tomorrow just kind of hanging out together, maybe getting caught up on some of the events uh, from the weekend or uh, some other things that you've got going on. We're going to get some rain today. As a matter of fact, I was uh, taking a peek at the radar, and there is uh, quite a bit off to our uh, west. A lot of what we're seeing is moving to the east-northeast, and some heavy uh, activity actually starting to move into the lake area as we speak. As it continues to push to the east-northeast, it is 
is going to dwindle down just a little bit, but we are looking at maybe pulling in uh, a few bouts of uh, some heavier rainfall. 100% chance for that rain today, 100% chance for it tonight as well. But uh, overall, looking at uh, 69, a comfy 69 in Osage Beach, 68 in Camdenton. 71 is the expected high, 50 the low tonight, and uh, we'll get back into the low 50s tomorrow with some rain. Uh, Again, a good possibility for that rain tomorrow. 53, the high, sunny, and 64 on Wednesday. Clouds on Thursday and Friday. Thursday's high of 63. 60, the high on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Again, low 60s with partly to mostly cloudy conditions for both days. 62 on Saturday, 61 on Sunday. Rick Bryant joining us in the studio here. I like when you come in because we just get so many different things rolling, and we talk about so many different things, and you're always so positive about the community and uh, and what goes on. And I think that, uh, you know, maybe uh, we could get away with doing a little bit more of that. Jenny Wall is going to join me in the 9 o'clock hour. We'll be talking about the most recent edition of The Watchdog. You've got that right in front of you there, sir. I, I stumbled on this the other day in, on Facebook, and, and, and most of the time I lay him back down and walk off, uh-huh. you know, Do you? because I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not going there. I'm not going down the rabbit hole. But I got to looking through this, and I got to tell you, the, from the things that I knew, legalization of marijuana and the ballot and, and uh, some of the, the legislators, she's spot on. Yeah. Now, okay, spot on to my spot. I get it. It's not maybe your spot, but whatever. It fit me. And so I said, good job, thumbs up or something. Yeah. She immediately got a hold of me being proactive and said, can I lay these at your auction house? Absolutely. That's, yeah. why, that's why the front of the building looked like the Las Vegas Strip during the election. I let everybody except one put up their signs out front yeah. because I wanted – that asked me, I'll put it that way, that, uh, to put, because I want everybody to know who's running. And, yeah. and this is – I may go through here and go, ah, cockamamie. You got one of the but, nicest locations, though, for viewing – Right there along uh, Highway 54 uh, before you get off at the Y Road exit. Somebody will say to me, uh, so, well, I didn't know that auction was yesterday. Uh, You might read, okay? And so the same thing applies to voting. (laughs) You have a responsibility to throw the rock off. You have a responsibility. Now, I want to inform as many people as I can, uh, and that's why the signs and all those things. And I talk, and our crowd will we'll share political information. As you know, some of it's yeah. probably not very friendly in California or somewhere else, but oh well. But the, but the, the thing is, people need to be informed, except that you have a responsibility yourself to help be informed as well. Don't yeah. just sit at home and so, you know, the world sucks and, and don't do anything about it. it. Find out why it sucks and how you can fix it. Yeah. And that's, that's the important part. And when you say being positive about the community, it's not too freaking hard because this is a nice community, brother. I want to say good morning to uh, folks that are viewing us on the uh, SRG Financial Advisors Key Radio in-studio live cam. Good morning, Gail, Bradley, Joe, Amber, Jim, Matthew, Joe, Delta, David, uh, CJ and Dave, Debbie, Bobby, and uh, Dale Blue along with uh, Tanya. So uh, good morning to everybody who's uh, checking in with us and giving us a listen here this morning. Make sure you tell your friends and neighbors. We do this uh, every Monday through Friday from 8 until 10. We talk to a lot of the movers and shakers in the community. And then on occasion, we'll talk to some folks outside of the area who have a pretty good perspective as to uh, uh, what is going on and how it will uh, eventually affect our community. And uh, that could be somebody like my buddy Dan Wass, who lives in upstate New York, who is a huge Second Amendment advocate. And we were talking uh, with him about... uh, Gun-free zones. 
And it's how they're, those... they're wonderful because the nice thing about gun-free zones are kind of like light for moth. All all the bad guys go there, uh-huh. and so we need to not be a gun-free zone so that they'll not come here. Yeah, it's not too. It's not. It's not rocket science. It, it works. <laughs> there's there's probably more to that conversation than you wanted to have, but that's the truth. That's fine. It is the truth. If, I mean, listen. Hey, KB, if I'm going to rob a place, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a place where they don't allow guns. Yeah. Okay, I'm just not that stupid. Makes all the sense in the world. (laughs) It sure does. Easy pickings. And and, and I'm one, I'll be honest with you, as you know, I mean, we sell a lot of guns. I've been in law enforcement. I have the permit to carry and all that and probably as, as, as appropriate to carry as anybody. I don't carry a lot. I, I don't care. I'm not carrying right now. I don't carry most of the time, especially if I'm by myself. But on the other hand, it's my right to. Yeah. Okay. And I don't need you or the Constitution or anybody to tell me that it's my right to protect me. Mm. That's stupid. Or to protect you. If I walk in, I don't know how many times I've involved myself in stuff that was perfectly none of my business and helped stop it. It's my job to protect you. That never you. happens. Does <laughs> oh, God. That never happens. God, my kids call me out. You know what, Magnet. But, uh, but I mean, it's, it's my obligation too to protect as well and, Chick and magnet? That's, <laughs> yeah, i didn't know what i didn't know what our license didn't come with, but, <laughs> but yeah the kids are don't shit dad, dad. no don't don't dad don't stop and, yeah. but i can't i i have to go forward and you know and fix it and 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 the, and the thing is it's that's it's it's a god-given thing i mean you can't i mean it's just stupid to even discuss it and then we bring up the constitution i love the constitution and i probably know it pretty well better maybe better than some but but the thing is i don't need the book to tell me that i don't i don't need anything to share that with me and you mentioned dale blue i'll get off the subject before i break something but uh, uh dale <laughs> dale and i are going to share the stage again for the uh, fort myers fundraiser that uh, i don't know who all put barb bunch and a bunch of them put mm-hmm. on and and kb let me just say something real quick oh shucks a bunch of beach houses blew down no no here's the deal there's there's a uh valerie's house is a charity in fort myers as a matter of fact one that i know that i turned on to barb uh, they're dealing with children who are grieving family loss from Ian. Mm-hmm. Hey, this, this isn't this isn't get out the bulldozer and push the sand back where it was. This is people who have lost lives. Yeah. They have died, and children are grieving. There's 11 in her house at this time. So this isn't small taters. This is not something to take for granted and say, geez, oh, you know, it, you live on the beach, you're going to have a storm, you know, life goes on. No, no. People have lost dearly. I, I, was, I was just there. So was my daughter, I, oddly, in a different time. And the places that we visited and frequent some businesses mm-hmm. are gone. They're, they're, it's not damaged. It's gone. I mean, the pier is gone. I walked under it. The, you know, the restaurants and the bars and stuff are gone. And, well, you know, there's insurance and all that. You'll you'll get the naysayers, and I I, I get that. But people have lost their lives. They have lost their incomes. They have lost a, a, a truly a way of life. And I'm not just talking about those that can afford the million-dollar home on the beach. I'm talking about the people who are working hard uh, for a living and running those fishing boats and whatnot. We're in the pier running around a little private yacht. And now there's a sandbar there. I mean, this is not little stuff. And so anyway, we'll have a fundraiser coming up. I, I apologize. I don't remember the thing. It's the 19th or something. And, uh, and good old Dale, Barefoot Dale, right back at it again, you yeah. know, giving back to the community. Well, I was down uh, in Florida along the Gulf Coast on uh, Memorial Day weekend going to another place to be a tourist for once. And I Good remember you. seeing all of the aftermath. I guess it was Hurricane Andrew that rolled through there. And it was like, and, and I liken this to when you go to Joplin, and, and maybe not so much now as, uh, you know, maybe three, four, five years ago, whatever. 
And you're driving along I-44, and you see a little bit here, a little bit there, and then you get into the heart of the city, and you can see the devastation and the path that that tornado cut right through the middle of that city. And it's similar uh, when you go down to Florida. You're driving along the Gulf Coast, and you'll see trees that are snapped like twigs and uh, businesses that uh, are boarded up because those folks have decided, you know what, it's just not worth going back and trying to do it again. Homes that are still damaged. And... Yeah, you know, a lot of people say, well, why do people build along the Gulf Coast or along portions of Florida? Well, why do people build in Missouri in uh, in an area where tornadoes are prevalent? Uh, because why, do we you, tra- why do we visit there? Yeah. We visit there because it's beautiful, and they have the fortune to live there. But there are also people who live in trailer parks, guys. I mean, it's not. this isn't all about, you know, I'm not picking. I, I don't want to do any financial segregation here. It has nothing to do with it. I know uh, a friend of mine, Randy Thompson, I kind of watched his house. I offered some help, but he had plenty of friends. It, it was devastating. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a big home probably in two zip codes, but, I mean, it had two foot of sand in the first floor. Yeah. I mean, this is this is so. Anyway, we need to we need to think about that help. And and the thing I I would say too quickly to be optimistic is that this community is you you wonder why Denver comes here. It's not just because we kind of thumbed the 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 COVID issue and some other things politically and the and the SAPA and all those things. It's really because we're helpful people. We 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 believe in helping our fellow man. There's always a handout, uh, you know, a hand up to everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a perfect example of it. We go. As a matter of fact, we have we're we're kin to the Fort Myers area with the party that they have down there every year. I haven't had the fortune of going there with two thousand people in one bar, but but uh, not, but nonetheless, it's a big deal, and it and I and everybody enjoys it. And right. I, what a wonderful thing. So uh, it's it's the heart too. It's the heart. That yeah, uh, Tanya says uh, it's so bad. People have lost their lives, homes, and everything they own. Insurance companies are not covering a lot of stuff down there too. Well, here's another thing you got to understand. I was in insurance, and you got there's a pool, there's a reserve. But I mean, if the hurricane's really big, mm-hmm. the reserve doesn't work. And so then what do you do? I mean, the federal government steps in. I think I'm, I'm quoting uh, out of ignorance here, but I think it's a quarter of a million dollars, give or take. Uh, it, but, but you know, all of that doesn't work. If you've lost your livelihood and your home in one swat and maybe grandma or the kids, God forbid, or something like that, or your fishing boat or whatever, you try to dig it back out of that insurance or no. And uh, and that's you know that's what this is all about. And and these things are tough because they're wide and big, and they're not sl- fast moving. I think this one was what nine miles an hour or something. So you got everything pulling to the left, and then all of a sudden, ten, fifteen, twenty minutes later, it's all pulling to the right. Mm-hmm. And uh, you wonder why those roofs are coming off in one piece. I mean, it's just it's just devastating as heck. Uh, life, yes, it's life. It's the bad part of life. Yep, it is, and we just move on. But on the other hand, this lake is kind of it's the kind that pulls out the, its wallet and say, I have people that are auctioned to pull out their wallet when I say listen, we've got so-and-so, and they'll start pulling out their wallets mm-hmm. because they know I'm going to tell them they need to give them some money. And that's kind of the way the lake is, brother. So there's, you know, a lot of things going on here at the lake, and uh, something that you've been involved with in the last few years, along with Angie Scheibel, is, uh, is real estate. And I think that this has been uh, rather interesting for you because one of the feathers in your cap was this uh, uh, this bank sale that you did a sale for a bank which is kind of tough to begin with and uh you really came out smelling like a rose and the bank was very happy and then uh uh, you've done some other properties as well some places that i've seen with you and uh, some things that you have done uh to make the uh, the owners feel warm and fuzzy and uh you know they get a a nice check when it's all said and done and um how is that going uh, in relation to and because maybe 
you don't always necessarily think of real estate in, in an auction business working hand-in-hand. Hand. I, 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 that's very true, buddy, but I would say that that's geographic, okay, because uh, in Iowa, the first thing a guy thinks when he's going to sell his farm is which auctioneer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 and at the lake, when I came here at first, uh, I remember... God love him. Gene Stanfield called me up and he goes, I want to be the first realtor to work with an auctioneer. And he was. It it didn't turn out as good as it could for ulterior motives or reasons. But nonetheless, he was God love him for even thinking that. And it does work well. I mean, you mentioned one bank. We've done several banks. We've done uh, federal bankruptcy. We've done uh, probate uh, uh, over a million dollars worth of real estate for probate. Uh, and, And those are the best ways to get that final highest offer. Uh, and, and uh, you know, you should take an example uh, of what they're saying now with the, with the COVID craziness and all that. Well, we're getting five offers on our house. Who's wrangling that? Who, who's, who's the herder in charge? Because somebody's got to control those bids. Well, the realtor, the realtor is not an auctioneer. He needs to go down to the courthouse, pay $54, and get an auctioneer's license. Mm-hmm. Because what he's doing is controlling the bidding theoretically, and he's not. What they do is the family finally picks that one. Well, that's not the way to get the top dollar. The way to get the top dollar is have all the people in the room together under the same terms, understanding the same methodology, and bidding, and everybody bidding to the point where one person says they're the last man standing. Mm-hmm. That's the fair way to get fair market value. And does that work? Well, call me up and I'll share the last 25 auctions with you, the last 50 auctions with you. Last week, $195,000, or excuse me, $95,000. We'll have one tomorrow, as a matter of fact, at noon too. BrianAuction.com, I'll sneak that in. But but anyway, (laughs) but last last week, $95,000, and that that particular property was slated at $63,000, give or take, as a reserve, and and had several bids at $75,000, ended up bringing $95,000, and that was a little uh, two-bedroom, nice cute little two-bedroom home, needs some TLC in Lynn Creek, but nonetheless, that was right. plenty for that property. That was that, that worked out well for everybody. Uh, the seller and the buyer were both tickled. That's all I care about. But anyway, if you look at those properties time and time and time again, that's the way to get the fair market value, and we happen to busy about that. And I, I appreciate it. I don't want to spend a lot of time on us, but I do appreciate you asking because the mentality here is changing. We're now getting calls firsthand, uh, and it's taken several hundred thousand dollars in 15 years, but we're there. Well, all I can say is at least take the opportunity to explore the opportunity, and you never know uh, what might happen. So i got to go back to something that you and I did when uh, oh, no, no, I had no. you on let's not. over on Lake TV, and we ate a freeze-dried tarantula. We did. We split it in half, and we ate it. We did. And uh, <clears throat> while uh, some people would say it's not the most appealing or appetizing uh, meal that you can have. Actually, it wasn't that bad. It was fun. I, we had some fun. camel jerky, and uh, we had uh, tarantula. I don't have anything here. Maybe but the maybe point is, butter, something was is I, was, uh, I had posted something in regard to uh, uh, earthworms. And I thought, man, when I do this, maybe Rick Bryant would like to join me. Because we're not going to eat freeze-dried earthworms. We're going to eat them right out of the container, live, squirming. Somebody said, you know, oh, no, I don't want to do that. Oh, they're they're high in protein, and they're good with uh, cumin and curry. We're not going to do any of that. We're going to just grab them right out of the dirt and and pop them in your mouth. Now, are we doing this for charity? Uh, We could. Let's do if somebody we, wants to, uh, you know, put up some money for their favorite charity, we'll do it. You yeah, know? I think I'd like that. Maybe maybe to this Fort Myers deal. That's what we need to do. Fort Myers and, deal or, or something here locally or whatever you'd like to do. I mean, we're community radio, so we kind of focus a little bit on the local scene. So uh, maybe there's a group, an organization we would like to get on board. 
And if you would like to see us eat earthworms, and we'd have to eat more than one. I mean, you can eat one and just... We're not going to eat it like spaghetti, where you would just... Uh, and down it goes, we're going to chomp on a little bit. We're yeah. char down. We're would gonna, you do that? Yeah. We, I, would you do I, something I, like that with me? I, I don't want this to be taken the wrong way. And there's probably some folks listening that are going to misconstrue. Uh-huh. But I will eat what you eat. Oh, thank you. Yeah. All right. And, but, it, I mean... I don't know if we need a disclaimer or something, but nonetheless, just I think we. Swear. I think maybe I can't necessarily guarantee we can do th- something every week for a local charity, but I think it would be nice, you know, and 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 far and above what you know other people are doing for charities. I mean, anybody can sit on top of a building, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, Mike Clayton. I, you know. I, and, and no, I'm not. I, and, and I, I'm because I did that one 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 year when fun. I was up in Sedalia, and I spent the night. Uh, you spend 24 hours on the top of this. Uh, this was up in Sedalia. Now, were you trying the to mall break in, or was there. this for charity? No, this was well. <laughs> Nathan says I would donate to not see you eat. <laughs> A worm. I'm in. That's good. Whatever works. Lady in the Tramp style, LOL. Get the money. You know, Get where, the money. <laughs> where you start at one and I start at the other and we meet in the oh, middle. Oh, no, no. We're not doing that. Yeah. I put my mouth on other men. I'm not doing it again. No. Oh, All right. right. Well, we'll <laughs> see if we can't organize something and bring you back and we'll eat earthworms for charity. Yep. We've, 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 and if you'd like to donate now, we're not eating uh, earthworms now, so you can donate to whatever you'd like to donate to. Um, I don't know that, that, Nathan, if you have time to uh, donate maybe a... Uh, a nice little job doing something. I saw some of the work that he did here recently. Uh, he did like some bunk beds or oh, something. Oh, hell, his, his workman. And it was amazing. Just, it was awesome. I mean, yeah. I thought, now, I don't know if if I wanted a bunk bed or something like that, he'd probably have to reinforce it thoroughly. <laughs> Not just the bed itself, but the, yeah. the ladder getting up there. Probably have to bring in a couple of welders and some. Uh, I enjoy his workmanship. Yeah. And, and let me say something, too, about Nathan while we're on the subject. Oh, and and well, no, no, because we chat. I mean, you know, sometimes I'm mad at him, sometimes he's mad at me, and all that. But anyway, we'll get over it. Uh, Here's the deal: when you have people in a community, and everybody needs to listen, open your ears and listen to what I said earlier about common good for the community. But Uh when you have people in the community that care enough to get involved personally, that's pretty freaking good. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, you know, pick your poison, pick your fight, put the limit on the fight. Mm. uh, But but nonetheless. If you're in a position where you care that we we used to have, and I've shared the stories. Matter of fact, I think I shared it with Nathan. Uh, we had an old man in our council, our city council, uh, who you know we we had the city council that you might envision in a little town of Keokuk, Iowa, the lady with the broad brim hat, and she always abstained from liquor, and everybody had their own little opinions. This old elderly man would wear a Hoobinger's uniform, brown pants, brown shirt, very mm. ugly, very plain, but that's what they made him wear. He would come to those city council meetings after work every week. And he would ask questions, a little ineloquent, maybe didn't have the information he needed, but he would ask. Mm-hmm. I went in one time because they would literally make fun of him. And I went in one time and I said, shame the hell on you for this guy being tenacious enough because I'm looking around, it's just us. Mm-hmm. So I said, he's being tenacious enough to come in and answer, or ask questions about what's going on and be concerned. At least give him the credit to do that. Yeah. And so anybody that has a different philosophy or thought process or political I gotcha. uh, interest uh good for you uh you know but but just 
pick your fight, pick your poison, and 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 the common good. The, again, this word this applies to the common good. The the the, uh, the greatness of the community is always best. And and I think with with Nathan and lots of people uh, that that are proactive like that, there is a heart, and and they want what's best. Sometimes the method doesn't work, as like my mother-in-law, uh, but but nonetheless, it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get an email on that one. I thought we were going to go an entire hour. As a matter of fact, I was sitting here. It's eight fifty-nine. We've almost got to wrap the hour up. And guess what he does? He slips in the mother-in-law. Well, you know the thing is, I was thinking yesterday. I was pouring concrete in a stairway for, I mean, in an entrance for Angie's mother. I'm thinking, Christ, I've had three of them. I mean, I've I've had three. Uh, but nonetheless, if anybody wants one of them, you're welcome to them. No, I, I shouldn't say it because actually they've all three been wonderful people. Uh, it's the daughters that the problem, but you know we'll leave it alone. I I, I, wanna, I think we're about done. But I uh, think we have to. We better definitely put a disclaimer in here somewhere that the views of the guests are not necessarily those of the staff and management of uh, Key Radio. Those with differing opinions. Uh, wait till like you care. Wait till he gets outside of the building. All right, please. Don't bring it inside because uh, Bill and Janice would really rather have any any altercations take place out in the parking lot. That way, it's easier to clean it up. All you need to do is then, at that point, all you have to have is just a hose. I uh, I I I love you. I love being here. I love having uh, you, man. I I I, I really, love spending time with you. I really am, am appreciate what you have done personally. Thank you. Uh, in your life, uh, to pick up pieces and move on. And uh, I'm very, very proud of this community, very proud of this community, what we do and how we do it. All of them, everybody, I'm proud of all of this community and what they do and how we roll up our sleeves, even when we're, we're not sure what we're doing when we do it. So having said that. Get out the earthworms. Okay. I, hey, you know, I've, I've, had, I've, I've had to put my mouth on old men at 3 o'clock in the morning and, you know, eat their bologna. So I'm, the, the earthworms aren't going to. It's because he was a paramedic, folks. Let's not go anywhere other than where we need to go with that one. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Great to see you. I appreciate you hanging out and spending time. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure with you. And, uh, you know, we'll see how things go uh, maybe for the future and uh, get those earthworms ready. Hey, it is uh, 901 on the Midwest Coast, and we have got an opportunity for you to get some information. Stacy Johnson from LakeExpo.com, Chris Schneider with Lake TV. And thank you so much for tuning in to The Daily Show. Jenny Wall is going to join us in the 9 o'clock hour. This is your radio station, Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri, The Key. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Monday, October 24th. The Camden County Sheriff's Office recovered two cars from Lake of the Ozarks Tuesday. The cars were discovered by two private recovery and rescue teams during a search for a missing Camdenton veteran. Authorities were called a 2004 Chevy Cavalier and a 1958 Ford Thunderbird were pulled from the lake. The Cavalier was reported stolen in 2005 from a motel in Sunrise Beach, but the origin and owner of the Thunderbird are still unknown. Anyone with information about either of these two vehicles is encouraged to contact the Camden County Sheriff's Office Detective Bureau. The Missouri Department of Conservation is reminding deer and turkey hunters to properly tag and telecheck their harvests this season. They say the three keys to get your hunting permit, not your permit, after harvesting, telecheck your deer or turkey the same day it is harvested, but most importantly, stay safe and happy hunting. 
Recreational marijuana legalization is on the ballot November 8th, and polls are still hazy on if the amendment will pass with some predicting a tight race and others an easy victory. Alongside legalizing marijuana, Amendment 3 would initiate a licensing process, a micro-lottery system for small dispensaries, and also automatically clear the records of those with nonviolent marijuana-related offenses. If approved by Missouri voters, Amendment 3 would make the state the 20th to legalize recreational marijuana use. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. Well, the Chiefs get back on the winning track. A nice 44-23 win on the road over the 49ers. They improved to 5-2 and two going into their bye week. Chiefs blew it open in the second half. Mahomes over 400 yards passing. And Miko Hardman with three touchdowns. And the uh, Chiefs go into the bye week on the heels of a nice win. They needed that after that tough loss to Buffalo last week. Elsewhere around the NFL, Tom Brady and the Bucks seem to be imploding. They lose their second straight to one of the worst teams in the league. They lose to Carolina 21-3. Packers lost their third in a row, this time to Washington. Giants improved to 6-1. They beat Jacksonville in a tight one. 6-0 Philly, the only undefeated team in the league. World Series is set. It's going to be the Phillies and the Astros. Phillies go to the World Series NL champions. They beat the Padres 4-1 to to advance yesterday. Astros sweeping the Yanks four in a row for the American League pennant. They won in the Big Apple 6-5 last night to close out that series. The World Series gets underway on Friday. St. Louis Blues off to a 3-0 start to the season. They're busy on the road at Winnipeg tonight. College football, Mizzou beat Vandy over the weekend. They're 3-4. MSU lost at Northern Iowa. They are 2-5 on the season. High school football, we're headed into the first week of the playoffs. Camdenton has a bye week. Despite losing in overtime to Glendale Friday night, their first loss of the year, Osage beat Versailles. The Indians have a six-game win streak. They also have a playoff uh, bye this weekend. Eldon is 3-6, and six, losers of six in a row. They lost to Boonville Friday night. They'll be at Southern Boone this week, and Versailles will be at Fairgrove this week. 
Hey, KB is on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 702 a.m., 502 and 11.02 p.m. you got to check him out. Lake TV brings you five local Lake Area shows, including the high school football coaches show with Lakers coach Jeff Shore and Indians coach Shannon Jolly talking about last week's game, talking about what they've got coming up uh, in the playoffs. You can see that Tuesdays through Fridays at 10, 2, and 6 right here on Lake TV. And you can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90. Also absolutely free on Roku and Amazon Fire. And streaming live all the time at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station. Featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, live high school sports, real estate, dining, boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozark shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Helping out the community is as simple as joining the Key Radio team. Right now, Key Radio is looking for an individual to spread the good news about community radio at the Lake of the Ozarks. The job involves talking to local businesses about supporting our mission. You decide how much you'd like to work and get a commission for the work that you do. Sales experience is preferred but isn't required. We need you, and so does our community. Contact Bill Munhausen at 573-280-0532. Key Radio KEYK is an equal opportunity employer. be the Lake Sounding Board. Community Radio for the Lake of the Ozarks. It's 89.3, the key. It is 9.09. Welcome right back in here to the beautiful and friendly confines of SRG Financial Advisors, broadcasting live from their world headquarters here in Osage Beach, where we have got uh, some rain in the forecast, and uh, it looks like maybe even a little rain pushing its way through the area here this morning. That is uh, <clears throat> certainly a possibility because we do have a 100% chance, it says here, of getting some rain, 70 now in Osage Beach, 69 in Camdenton, 
And let's see if we can uh, kind of scroll down and take a look at what's going on here with the radar. Uh, some light rain starting to push into the area, maybe even a little bit of heavy rain that's already passed through. Uh, but we're watching this as it develops and uh, the time-lapse uh, radar, if you will. Uh, we will be seeing some uh, heavier rainfall as we uh, graduate out of the uh, mid-morning until the early afternoon. So we'll watch where it goes. 72 the high, 49 the low. And as I said, a 100% chance of rain today and a 100% chance of rain tonight. Some locally heavy rainfall is possible. So again, if you're planning on any trips or getting out of the area, you might want to keep that in mind if you're close to a stream, a creek, a low water crossing. Rain in 53 tomorrow, sunny in 63 on Wednesday. Clouds on Thursday and Friday. Thursday's high of 63, a low of, I'm sorry, 42. 61 the high on Friday. And then as we look ahead to the weekend, 62 on Saturday, 61 on Sunday. Partly cloudy Saturday, mostly cloudy Sunday. The Chiefs have the uh, a week off after their win over the 49ers yesterday. It was fun to watch the Chiefs, especially in the third quarter, just explode on the scene and uh, beat uh, now, what are they, 2-5, and five, and the Chiefs are 5-2. and two. Uh, San Francisco 49ers. I know some folks, uh, Blair, were a little upset about that, buddy, but I'm I'm sorry. I'm so def- definitely sorry. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Anyway, you'll get over it. Um, <laughs> we have got uh, Jenny, don't call me Brinkman Wall, in the studio with us this morning. And uh, I tell you what, it is uh, good to have her here. She's got the most recent edition of The Watchdog, and we're going to take some time to kind of go through it. And uh, this uh, particular edition, issue number two for 2022, it kind of breaks down some of the ballot choices and some things that you probably want to keep in mind as, uh, what is it, 15 days before the uh, general election in November, November the 8th. Circle it on your calendar, mark it down, do whatever you need to do there to uh, remember to get out and vote because voting is important. It does make a difference. Your vote counts. And when people say, "Well, you know, I'm, I got things to do. I'm, you know, I've got a, a meeting. I've got uh, activities with the kids. I really want to stay home and you know watch something on TV, or I just don't have time, you know." And then the next day, you look at the results, and you're like, "Oh man, that didn't go the way I wanted it to go." You never know, especially when it comes to local issues. My goodness, we've had local issues decided by one vote in the past. So how are you this morning, Jenny? Don't call me Brinkman Wall. I'm great, KB. Thank you so much. You can call her Jenny Brinkman because it's just going to take a little time. And and you know what I still get when I mention your name? I bring, I, I'll, I'll be saying, well, you know, I ran into Jenny Wall the other day and, and Jenny Wall had this to say and it was Jenny Wall. And who in the world are you talking about? I know. Oh, you still think her last name is Brinkman. Yes. It's Jenny Wall now. She just uh, threw a threw threw a curveball at us out of left field, and went and got married one day. Yes, after only fifteen years together. Yeah, we thought uh, maybe we were sure, you know. So it, you know, it's kind of it's kind of fun. Know, there's nothing wrong with that. I have survived the nightmare of changing my name on air. You know, when you're old, you have a lot of stuff. And changing my name on everything, I went immediately to Social Security mm-hmm. and, and got that piece done. Sure. And, uh, that was I, probably the most important. Yeah. I, I am happy to announce that my very first ever Medicare card did show up with the right name on it. The, go, the government has come through for me. <laughs> yeah. 
few and far between. And, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No, are, those, kidding. Are, are those occasions <laughs> rare? Well, I guess some people would have to say yes to that particular question. But <laughs> and, and and married life is 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 okay. Oh, lovely. Has it did it change at all with the changing of the last name? You know what? I didn't think it would, but it kind of did. It for better I, or for worse? Oh, for better. Oh, that's part of the vow thing, isn't it? We're just kind of. Um, Giggly still. I, I don't know how Giggly. to put it. It's Giddy? like, it's like, it, yes, like it's, a it's like, kids? it's like old people acting like teenagers. It's kind of, it's kind of fun. Well, there you and, go. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I hope it lasts. Of course, Ray and I are best friends. I mean, we're fishing buddies, so wow. you don't get any closer than that. You know, he learned right away, uh, years ago that as much as I love to talk when I'm in the crappie fishing boat, yeah. I am silent. So we put in a lot of time crappie fishing. I don't know if it's to catch crappie or to keep me quiet, but we're there. He's like, hey, you want to go crappie fishing? <laughs> yeah, he kind of does, actually. I know we just got home, but you want to go back? Yeah. You want to go back and do some more crappie fishing? We Two-a-dayers happen all the time. Three, four. We were out in the. We were out crappie fishing for 16 hours. We beat the rooster up, and uh, we were still out there when he went to bed. Yeah, we're still trying to... Eat all the fish out of the freezer, get yeah. that cleaned out before winter. Yeah, in January we head down to Lake Fork and catch those crappie when we don't fish for nothing. Missouri says crappie. love like uh, when hooks are involved. I, I I don't know, but for me, I guess that's the gift my daddy gave to my future husband yeah. was when you fish, you must do it quietly. Shh. Yeah, yeah. Which for those that know me know that uh, it would be a difficult training to manifest. <laughs> Yeah, we've been quiet. I always have something wabbits. to say, right? Uh, that's actually a nice segue. I, w- I wanted to kind of point out that this issue of the watchdog kind of wrote itself uh-huh. uh, uh, because of oh, those the are election. The good ones. Yeah, because of the election. Oh, I really love uh, Pam's input. You know, having the different people, but I just put this one together because sure. I I thought it was important to have it available before the Republican Club meeting on the 18th. Right on. And it's this election is so important. I think the most important thing I want to I want to share with people is to please go vote, even though there are many Republican candidates that are running unopposed. Mm -hmm. Your vote is is how you create your influence. And and I I want everyone to please, please keep talking to these these gentlemen and ladies after they are elected and and let's keep speaking with them and guiding them and offering our our opinions to them and i think you can do that a lot more confidently if you voted not to mention these amendments i mean the national guard amendment is one that i think is probably very good but if you wrote no on the rest of them your time is well spent well i think that uh here's seemingly the problem jenny and and that is the fact that a lot of people don't see the devil in the details and amendment three is a big one and a lot of people are looking at this and, and, and saying oh we want to legalize recreational marijuana that's great that's fine that's wonderful but how many advocates for the legalization of of recreational marijuana have come out and said amendment three is the worst possible thing you can vote yes on at this point yes all of them all of them uh uh ethan thampy and this um uh 
Crossing Paths Political Action Committee has has worked consistently to legalize pot through the legislature mm-hmm. as a statute, which is the way it should be, not a constitutional amendment. You know, I personally uh, witnessed and confronted one of these petition signature gatherers. <laughs> he was out in front of the DMV, mm-hmm. and I saw a gentleman walk out with a with a veteran's hat on. He was an older gentleman, and this this kid says. Uh, are you are you for legalizing marijuana? And he said, no. And he said, great, sign here. And in this teeny, teeny writing at the top of the paper is, is what the amendment is about, misleading, though it is, it's teeny. Right. And the guy didn't even read it. He just signed it. I saw two gentlemen in their 70s sign the petition to support this amendment uh-huh. who are dramatically against the legalization of marijuana. These people lied. I did some research. They made about $26 an hour and $3 a signature to gather those signatures. Where was I when they were doing that? So we be, and, and they, you know, cute college kids that you just think would never look you right in the face and lie. Well, that happened. And now you, you know. say they lied, but do you think they were misinformed? No. No, I think he knew exactly what he was doing. Right. He wanted well, he, he I think they were they were not fully informed. He saw it the way you're describing. Many people will see it as, "Hey, I want pot legalized in Missouri." Right. I don't think he was smart enough or in depth enough in his in his self-awareness to understand a constitutional amendment mm-hmm. versus a statute and what corporate weed really is and and i just i i think he just saw it superficially and that's what he was after there's a name that kind of comes to the top of the heap when you think about all of this and uh, there was a lot of money coming in from out of state and a large part of it was funded by george soros yes this is a soros backed campaign and for people who are sitting here going what well, you know, George Soros seems like a guy that would be interested in legalizing weed. Well, he would also like to see uh, some of this legislation that they're talking about, the educational aspect of some of this legislation, which means they're going to be, uh, you know, maybe teaching things about it in our schools. Not maybe, but if it passes, they will be. Yes, it's a, it's a power grab. It's not about legalizing pot. Pot will still be illegal, right? You still can get arrested. You can be cited if you smoke in public. Mm-hmm. It's not legalizing pot so i'm walking down the street you know blowing a fatty either it's and there's some things that you have to keep in mind too and and you know one of the big uh, i don't know if it was necessarily or could be considered necessarily unintended consequences but now they have to figure out a way uh, to deal with people that are pulled over you know yeah, when, when you talk I, about I, uh, point, point, point oh eight, when you know as far as driving under the influence of, of alcohol what about marijuana and 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 so now they've got and and they they've had these uh, people around they're experts uh, they're trained specifically in how to tell whether or not someone who has been smoking marijuana is impaired to the point where they cannot uh, properly operate a motor vehicle well, what about the walking the line thing and touching your nose? i mean impaired is impaired mm-hmm. right so if you can't do those things Maybe it's just uh, 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 tightening the the specifications around the field sobriety test mm-hmm. and not relying so much on the breathalyzer as the ability to function. Right. 
You know, maybe maybe that's direction go because no one should drive impaired, uh, period, legal or illegal. It's, it's just dangerous. Yes. Um, uh, but the the I, I I brought in a couple statements from this from this group that that Ethan is a part of, and I just thought and we it, did interview him by the way, and he was a great interview. Isn't he lovely? Yes, very smart. It says we only support marijuana legislation if it creates true opportunity in our state with no license caps, artificial barriers to entry, or monopolies. Mm-hmm. And I'm all about free enterprise and for personal freedom. And I think if people want to make a business and want to make the sale of marijuana their business, they should be able to do that. Mm -hmm. That's personal freedom and then let free market take its course. We won't support new proposals to criminalize marijuana by creating possession limits or putting home growers in government databases. Well, here in Camden County, we know all about databases because we're gun owners and we don't want to be on a database we don't want our folks that are growing pot being in a database. It's just about, it's the same old story, government control versus individual freedoms. Mm-hmm. I think Ike said the other day, and I appreciate Ike and, and Rick for reference to the watchdog. It just made me so happy. But I, I love the idea of just go through the existing statute, pass a bill that goes through the existing statute and just take out all of the language that makes pot illegal. Mm-hmm. Just, Take it out. Go with less, you know. And and I always felt that same way about um, right to work. I never saw the value of passing more legislation. Why not just pass the bill that says we're going to go into the statute and remove all the language that takes government control of businesses that says you have to use a union here, or you have to do this there or right. that there. It's about eliminating government control. Jenny, where's the fun in that? <laughs> I know, right? Too simple, too logical. What was I thinking? <laughs> and, and that seems to be the problem, not just with the Amendment 3 legislation, but <clears throat> with a lot of legislation because people don't pay attention to it. And that's what these people hope. That's exactly what they hope, that no one is paying attention. What do you have, uh, 37, 38, 39 pages of legislation oh, for gosh. Amendment 3? And people are thinking, well, why do you need that many pages in order to make this happen? It would seem like, you know, you, it, it's pretty cut and dry. Do you get The Reporter? There's a wonderful little newspaper here in town yes. called The Reporter. Camdenton Reporter. Yes. And, oh, and the report, I think it's The Reporter. It's, it's not The, the Reporter. Yeah, it's, it's called The Reporter. And they, he, Dale, thank you so much, printed all of the text of the bill. Wow. It's like double page. I'm moving my hands. That's probably moving your camera, right? I can't talk without my hands, though. It, it's a so double so page good. in the reporter, and it has the entire language, or looks like the entire language laid out there. So people want to know about this equity officer. Well, that has to do with licensing. He's making sure that all the out-of-state people that are seeking equity have access to the the cap the capped licenses mm-hmm. that are going to be available in Missouri, which is exactly um, government intervention, right? But uh, I had a question from a watchdog reader. Oh, I want to thank uh, all the folks that emailed me to start getting the watchdog in their email. Um, they sent me notes to contact at watchdogreport.com. D A W G, by the way. Yes, watch dog, and because no. uh, I because I talk that way, because I'm from Missouri, and uh, 
uh, and I got on the list to get it in the email, which is so nice because it opens nice and big on your screen and, and, and very cool. So I appreciate, uh, everybody doing that. But, uh, uh, this, uh, uh, reader asked about the release from prison and how that really was, you know, who was going to be released, who was not going to be released. Their concern being that real criminals would be released from prison. And I said, I have read that language multiple times. And I must honestly tell you that I cannot answer your question based on reading the language in the bill. Hmm. I just, it's, I'm a fairly smart girl, but it's beyond me. I couldn't figure out what they really meant. Kind of the Nancy Pelosi, you got to pass it to know what's in it. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the, you know, the fact that it's a constitutional amendment to our state constitution instead of a statute is just wrong right there. Boom. Done. Mm-hmm. Wrong. Don't do it. That's enough right there. But people hear what they want to hear, you know. See, that's the problem. And there have been a lot of bills, and 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 especially those bills <clears throat> when they uh, they set them up and and start putting them out there in front of the general public, they say, well, in order for it to pass, you have to vote no, and in, in order for it to uh, uh, get shot down, you have to vote yes, and people are looking at you like you just lost your mind. Yes, I, I agree. Uh, the one that really burns me is it's very clear in our statute in the state of Missouri that the title of the bill must contain what's in the bill and that nothing else goes in that bill except mm-hmm. what the title says. So and we forgot yet, that part, and the yet, second part. And, yeah. and our legislators just openly and violently defy this statute every year. Um, I go to Texas in January, January through March, and I always pay a lot of attention to what's going on to Jefferson City, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I do. I'm, I'm watching them, right? Trust me, guys, I'm watching them. And nothing happens, nothing happens, nothing. Well, there's a lot of things happening, but nothing that we're aware of, mm-hmm. right? They're playing the games. They're doing the machinations. They're, they're, quote, playing the politics, no pun intended. And then in the last two or three weeks, all the bills start passing that have all these amendments and all this stuff in it. That doesn't look anything like the bill that was introduced. They do it knowingly. When, oh when, will we have people that have the courage as legislators to stand up and vote no on anything that violates that statute? Because that's the way it's going to go. And they'll say, well, the, the getting the good is, is worth the bad, but it's not because it's wrong. If, if if you ignore that statute, that shows you have no respect for any of them, in my opinion. My humble opinion. Cigarettes kill over 400,000 Americans a year. Pot kills zero. Folks with PTSD are given prescriptions that cause long-term effects. Pot will help so many people. Willie Nelson is an example of pot being generally harmless for long-term use. Um, that's from Lonnie, who's listening to us in Nashville, Tennessee, of all places. Oh, cool. And uh, we thank you for checking in with us this morning. Now, again, it's the hope of people. And, and see, these are perfect opportunities for people to stick in all kinds of additional pork on a bill. And, you know, again, the goal here is not to uh, not to alarm anyone and, and certainly not to bring any attention to what it is. That we're talking about. And I wonder of all the times that they've been out pushing this bill, if they've even gotten into any of the additional 
areas of concern where most Missourians don't know about an equity officer. They don't know where the money is coming from. They don't know about uh, the educational aspects of it. And just, uh, you know, a few things like that. Uh, you're talking about the monopolies where these companies that have a hand in, uh, you know, uh, having the grow facilities and the dispensaries are going to come in and move all the all the, uh, you know, state folks, the local folks out of the way. Yes, it's, it's about the licensing. And think about how many signatures it took to get this on the ballot, mm-hmm. how much money it took to get those signatures, to get it on the ballot, money that did not come from Missourians. And that tells you right there, this is a bad actor from, from out of the state uh-huh. who's, who's trying to convince the good citizens of Missouri to do something bad for our state and bad for our citizens. And ignorance is the enemy. Read the fine print, folks. That's what we're telling you. Yeah. 9.30 is our time. Jenny, don't call me. Brinkman Wall is in the studio with us. We're going to take our bottom of the hour information break. We'll come back and talk some more about some other issues and uh, some places where you can find copies of The Watchdog. And they uh, certainly exist around the area. We know Bryant Auction is one of those locations. He mentioned that. Right now, Stacey Johnson has a look at local news from lakeexpo.com. Chris Schneider with a check of sports from Lake TV. And as always, we thank you for being involved, listening in, whether it's 89.3, keyradio.live, free apps for your iPhone or Android, and or the SRG Financial Advisors Key Radio in-studio live cam. It's all good, and it's all a part of the daily show on Key Radio. Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Monday, October 24th. The Camden County Sheriff's Office recovered two cars from Lake of the Ozarks Tuesday. The cars were discovered by two private recovery and rescue teams during a search for a missing Camdenton veteran. Authorities were called a 2004 Chevy Cavalier and a 1958 Ford Thunderbird were pulled from the lake. The Cavalier was reported stolen in 2005 from a motel in Sunrise Beach, but the origin and owner of the Thunderbird are still unknown. Anyone with information about either of these two vehicles is encouraged to contact the Camden County Sheriff's Office Detective Bureau. The Missouri Department of Conservation is reminding deer and turkey hunters to properly tag and telecheck their harvests this season. They say the three keys to get your hunting permit, not your permit, after harvesting, telecheck your deer or turkey the same day it is harvested, but most importantly, stay safe and happy hunting. Recreational marijuana legalization is on the ballot November 8th, and polls are still hazy on if the amendment will pass with some predicting a tight race and others an easy victory. Alongside legalizing marijuana, Amendment 3 would initiate a licensing process, a micro-lottery system for small dispensaries, and also automatically clear the records of those with nonviolent marijuana-related offenses. If approved by Missouri voters, Amendment 3 would make the state the 20th to legalize recreational marijuana use. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Helping out the community is as simple as joining the Key Radio team. Right now, Key Radio is looking for an individual to spread the good news about community radio at the Lake of the Ozarks. The job involves talking to local businesses about supporting our mission. You decide how much you'd like to work and get a commission for the work that you do. 
Sales experience is preferred but isn't required. We need you, and so does our community. Contact Bill Munhausen at 573-2800-532. Key Radio KEYK is an equal opportunity employer. Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. Well, the Chiefs get back on the winning track. A nice 44-23 win on the road over the 49ers. They improved to 5-2 going into their bye week. Chiefs blew it open in the second half. Mahomes over 400 yards passing. And Miko Hardman with three touchdowns. And the uh, Chiefs go into the bye week on the heels of a nice win. They needed that after that tough loss to Buffalo last week. Elsewhere around the NFL, Tom Brady and the Bucks seem to be imploding. They lose their second straight to one of the worst teams in the league. They lose to Carolina 21-3. Packers lost their third in a row, this time to Washington. Giants improved to 6-1. They beat Jacksonville in a tight one. 6-0 Philly, the only undefeated team in the league. World Series is set. It's going to be the Phillies and the Astros. Phillies go to the World Series as NL champions. They beat the Padres 4-1 to to advance yesterday. Astros sweeping the Yanks four in a row for the American League pennant. They won in the Big Apple 6-5 last night to close out that series. The World Series gets underway on Friday. St. Louis Blues off to a 3-0 start to the season. They're busy on the road at Winnipeg tonight. College football, Mizzou beat Vandy over the weekend. They're 3-4. MSU lost at Northern Iowa. They are 2-5 on the season. High school football, we're headed into the first week of the playoffs. Camden tonight. As a bye week, despite losing in overtime to Glendale Friday night, their first loss of the year. Osage beat Versailles. The Indians have a six-game win streak. They also have a playoff uh, bye this weekend. Eldon is three and six, losers of six in a row. They lost to Boonville Friday night. They'll be at Southern Boone this week, and Versailles will be at Fairgrove this week. Hey, KB is on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7.02 a.m., 5.02 and 11.02 p.m. you got to check him out. Lake TV brings you five local Lake Area shows, including the high school football coaches show with Lakers coach Jeff Shore and Indians coach Shannon Jolly talking about last week's game, talking about what they've got coming up uh, in the playoffs. You can see that Tuesdays through Fridays at 10, 2, and 6 right here on Lake TV. And you can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90. Also absolutely free on Roku and Amazon Fire. And streaming live all the time at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. This is Happy Headlines. I'm the host, David Beach, bringing you good news and heartwarming stories to help you through your day. Each and every one of them. That's what we do. Here's today's story. 
Now, I'm a little late to the party on this one, as it was suggested by a Facebook member a week ago, right after recording a few headlines. And the following days, it was everywhere. You may have heard of Sisu. Sisu was a stray dog that was caught sneaking into a North Carolina Dollar General store to steal a purple stuffed unicorn. Well, according to the store staff, the dogged doggo was a repeat offender, making five separate attempts to be reunited with his favorite cuddle buddy. The store called and they said they had a stray dog in the parking lot that kept coming into the store, said Joe Newborn, head of County Animal Services Department, as he told McClatchy News. He'd walk in, go to that unicorn, and try to get it. He did it four or five times before they locked the door and called us to come get him. Maybe he had a stuffed animal like that in his original home. I don't know, but he wanted that purple unicorn bad. The dog was eventually collared, but rather than a scary punishment, he found himself at the local animal shelter, where he was booked in as a stray and given the name Sisu. Samantha Lane, the animal control officer tasked with escorting Sisu to the shelter, decided it was in everyone's best interest to keep the pair together. So she purchased the plushy unicorn for $10 and took it along. Not long after his arrival, the shelter posted pictures of Sisu and a report of his exploits to their Facebook page, saying, this is what happens when you break into the Dollar General consistently to steal the purple unicorn, but then get animal control called to lock you up for breaking and entering and larceny. Along with a thank you gift from Officer Lane and a pet food donation to Duplin County Animal Services, Dollar General plans to send a few extra purple unicorns for the adoptive family, company spokesperson Crystal Lucci reported. That is a happy headline. This is Happy Headlines. I'm David Beach. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, you can join us on Facebook. Search for Happy Headlines with David Beach, and you can see a great group of people and stories that don't make the podcast. In the meantime, stay happy, stay healthy, and find a way to make someone's day. If you'd like to become a content provider, simply contact the Lakes Community Radio Station at 89.3, The Key. We are looking at 939, and we'll tell you tomorrow on The Daily Show. We'll spend some time together just uh, kind of hanging out, maybe going over some local, state, and national issues. And uh, at this point, I think uh, we can all uh, just have a little fun talking about the issues, those wonderful issues that, uh, you know, bring us together and then some of them that uh, drive us apart. Just that simple. It is uh, currently 70 degrees in Osage Beach. We are looking at a comfy 69 in Camdenton, 72 the high, 50 the low, and uh, some rain, which I guess from uh, the way things look, we're getting a mixed bag of uh, precipitation that is moving through the area as we speak. Uh, right. Well, I say as we speak, it is getting closer to the lake area. There's a, a line of some showers, uh, some light rain, some heavier rain. I don't see any thunderstorms in it as of right now. Just some areas of uh, light and heavy rain, and it is moving towards the lake area. Uh, looks like it is going to be with us uh, through at least the middle of the afternoon and then possibly redeveloping later on tonight. 53 in rain tomorrow, 63 in sunshine on Wednesday, clouds and 63 on Thursday. Cloudy and 60 on Friday, partly cloudy and 62 on Saturday. And then mostly cloudy Sunday with a high expected to be around 62 degrees. Next weekend is going to be sports weekend. I'm going to dedicate the day to doing, well, maybe the whole weekend to doing nothing but watching sports. Been doing a lot of moving and trying to get things uh, figured out and positioned. And where does this go and where does that go? Well, 
oh, this coming weekend, all bets are off. <laughs> we'll start with fishing and then uh, maybe uh, a cornhole uh, tournament on ESPN 63, uh, maybe some horse racing. I don't care what it is. So funny. So what you're saying is during the move, you now have successfully positioned the recliner in front of the television. Still Just working on like that. You Still working on that. <laughs> okay. Not quite sure that where I have it is where I want it. So we'll probably we'll, we'll have to move it around a little bit. Yeah, just I, I need the optimal viewing area so that when I'm all the way back, just about you know when, once it gets to be about lap fifty during a NASCAR race, I can doze off, <clears throat> come back about lap when there's maybe uh, twenty to go. Isn't that how it's supposed to work? It's, it's all about the recline. <laughs> So uh, Nancy said, hey, can you folks tell me where I can find the watchdog? Nancy, uh, we thank you for listening, and uh, thanks to Harry as well. Good morning to you, sir, and uh, a lot of you for uh, for tuning in. But uh, uh, obviously there are people that are supporting your efforts by uh, placing the watchdog in their businesses, and that's great news. It really is. Um, so I've developed a sort of a paper route, uh -huh. um, and so clockwise, uh, uh, starting as far from my home as possible, right. which is in uh, uh, Lake Ozark, uh, over at uh, HH and Bittersweet, in the, it, there is the neighborhood, the office neighborhood pub mm -hmm. over there. Crystal runs it. It's a very cool place, and... Uh, uh, I hope people will stop by. It's a good good paper to pick up for the guys having coffee in the morning, you know. I stopped by the uh, uh, Z7 trading post this morning, and there was guys sitting around the table, and I took them in some watchdogs. There you go. So you can you can pick the watchdog up at the office neighborhood pub that's at Horseshoe Bend and Bittersweet. I left some with Angela at the Rustic Rooster. There you go. Which is at 3247 Bagnell Dam Boulevard in Lake Ozark. That restaurant is actually not in Camden County, but a lot of the customers are Camden County. It's, that's that little smushy part where the two counties join. Uh, you can stop by and see Jack at Stokes Dock Company. He's in the shopping center where the State Fair Community College Stonecrest. is. Yeah, Stonecrest Shopping Center, Stonecrest Mall. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's a stack at uh, Sunset Tire and Service. That's it, on Highway 42 uh -huh, right across, across from Lowe's. From Lowe's. Uh -huh. And there's a stack in sh at uh, Shell's Pasta, which is in between Target and Petco there in the, in the, uh, in the same shopping center as Lowe's is at one end and Hy-Vee's at the other. Uh -huh. And, oh, my Fruits goodness. Point. So, yeah, is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. So Shell's Pasta is amazing. If you haven't, if you haven't eaten there, please do. And uh, there's a stack in there. Uh, so as you go to these various restaurants to drop off copies of the uh, Watchdog, you're, of course, patronizing the restaurant. My <laughs> waistline shows that I do. <laughs> I'm checking it out. I am not going to touch that with it's a 10-foot <laughs> pole, I consider Jim. it my duty. Yeah. Well, you know, they're supporting you. You have to support them. Absolutely. That's just how it works. Absolutely. And, and, and so any place there's a Watchdog, the food is delicious. Yeah. That's just a given, uh, which is a nice segue to Smokin' Jones in Camdenton, right? Smokin' Jones Barbecue. Yeah, a big, been a while since I've been there. A big stack of watchdogs disappear there every month. Thank you, Shane. We, uh, he, he's just a great guy in there. Um, uh, the Cozy, I, I put a, a small stack at the Cozy Cafe up here on KK. Uh-huh. Uh, so please check that out. And if you if you have a place that you go to that you would like to s see a stack delivered to, email me and uh, and I'll get them there. I'll get to the email in a, in a moment. Um, Skelton Key and Lock has a stack 
John uh, Beckett Motors. Uh, they're available there. You can go to – now, I'm going to hit these places on my way home today. This is my Highway 7 route out of town. Uh, Stogie's Liquor Store there in, in Greenview next to Trace Ombres in that corner at 7 and, and 5. And uh, the J Road Store there at where J joins Highway 7. I wouldn't normally go into a liquor store, but if I know a copy of The Watchdog is there, I would make the exception. Yeah. It's a, it's a cigar store with a liquor problem. Oh, Cigar Stogies, so, right? It is full of liquor. This ch- is true. You've just changed my outlook on on stopping in there. Yeah, it's a it, it's it's definitely a liquor store, but there is a very nice humidor in there, and people who I I assume know what they're doing around the Stogie department. So there you go. And then as you head on out west, you can stop at Shoemake Auto in Climax Springs or the Come On In Cafe. If you have your coffee at the Come On In Cafe in Climax, I'm going to stop by there on my way home today and right. leave a few watchdogs there for everyone. Very nice. So, yeah, it, it, people, um, you know. Did you mention Brian Auction? Brian Auction has a stack in their rack. And thank you, Rick Brian. And I, I just was so pleased with all the nice things you guys had to say, you and Ike the other day and then and then Rick today. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Rick uh, saw the watchdog on, on uh, Facebook. And when I, when I saw, uh, you know, actually uh, commented, agreed or something like that. Sure. And uh, when I reached out to him, he was like, sure, come on. Um, I want to I say this, the, the election issues can't help but have my opinion in them. I'm a proud Republican, a Reagan Republican, and these are my views from that perspective. Other issues of the watchdog tend to to not have my opinion so much as simply statements of things that are going on. Sure. For example, the, uh, the September issue had an article about the ARPA funds in Camden County and the Verigi project, the renovation project. Uh, which reminds me, uh, folks, there is a meeting, it's my understanding, I haven't seen an email yet, Thursday morning at the, at, with the commissioners, mm-hmm. with the county commissioners, that's focused on this renovation project and the Verigi contract. Um, I did a, a, a fairly benign but inquisitive article in the September Watchdog, and now they've irritated me because they won't share information on how much money's been spent versus how much work has been completed. I see. I am a retired AT&T construction project manager, PMP certified. I understand what an earned value analysis is, and I believe strongly that people in the county are entitled to see that. That's simply a comparison of how much money has been spent from the contract to how much work has actually been accomplished, and it's the tool that you use to make sure that you don't end up with all your money gone and still a lot of work to do. It's very important. Wires hanging out of the wall, you know, pipes it, that lead it, to nowhere. It, it's important. And they re- this is a very poorly written contract that doesn't give us clear definition of what complete means. So essentially you're, you're, you're advocating more transparency here. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I'm not waiting till January and relaxing and say, oh, I know it'll be fine in January when Ike gets in there and Ike and James have control. That'll be great. But right now, these guys don't get to just take their money and run and and jog off into the sunset after this huge abuse. And it is. They awarded $4.7 million on one bid, 
which is a big no-no. That article's in the September Watchdog if you want to check it out. But please, please, probably uh, 10 o'clock, you can contact, look on the county website or call them, but probably 10 o'clock on Thursday morning is this meeting, this public meeting about that project. And I hope knowledgeable construction people, interested people, will show up. Our buddy Dave Moffin, we hope that he's there so yeah, he can report Dave to is, us on uh, Friday yeah. about what he learned. Dave is we, golden. He's golden. On, uh, he'll be back on Friday. Yeah. But we'd really like now. to, uh, sorry. No, it's fine. We'd really like to have a room full of people staring at these commissioners while they explain to us why they can't share this information. I have written countless emails and phone calls to the auditor's office mm-hmm. and my commissioner, mm-hmm. and we need we need them to explain this uh very clearly, as you can tell, I'm a little passionate about that. More, more. Well, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I, I. More just, people need to be like you. Oh, thank you, thank you. I just, I am all about civil discourse. I don't get on my high horse about federal politics. Um, I can get a little excited about our representatives and and how they vote. Right. Um, I think it's important, maybe, to mention today before this this election that there are there are some people on the ballots that we here in Camden County didn't choose. But they won the primary, like Mike Burnscutter and Mark Alford, who's our U.S. rep and, and are running for U.S. rep. Eric Schmidt's running for, for uh, st- a U.S. senator. And and most specifically, Mike Burnscutter is, is going to be our state senator, mm-hmm. or he's the Republican. Uh, I think he's unopposed, actually. If you've ever read Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People, everybody should. I I, I think that there's a lot of vitriol in the discourse these days. And it's just practical that you can't expect these people to want to listen to you and consider your views once they're in their position. If you've put out on Facebook or you've made it very clear that you hate their guts because they're not the other guy, right? Um, I think the word conservative is we have to abandon it because it's way overused, and a lot of moderate Republicans use the word conservative to get votes, mm. particularly in this part of the country. And if you're a moderate Republican, I think it's fine, just say so, but we need to not bring the, the torches and pitchforks for someone that fundamentally agrees with our views. Uh, there's a definition of extremist that that says an extremist is a person who paints anyone who disagrees with them as an enemy. And I think we need to be careful of our extremist tendencies and try to work from a positive place. Right. You know, for example, we have a lot of good people, parents all over this country that have been elected to school boards, right? And and we do need to to remove CRT, and we do need to end the influence of DESE and the teachers' unions and the and the national school board group from our schools. I haven't heard anyone campaign yet or say anything about reinvigorating large, valuable civics classes in the schools. You know, I like to think of it as what can we do. Instead of what are we against? Let me ask you, why do you think that is? I mean, I would think that, again, 
if you're talking about a civics class, you're talking about educating people in something that they probably don't know a whole lot about. And wouldn't that be dangerous if you give them another tool to put in their toolbox? It's a powerful, patriotic thing to do. I, I think it's because people are emotional. And, and critical thinking is vital. You know, the, the goal of every human being, particularly those that recognize a higher power, is to link your critical thinking brain with your emotional heart. Mm. And when you can get those two reading each other and responding together, you become a more valuable person. It's a lifetime effort, as we all know, right? But I, I think when the, when the emotions calm down and the vitriol is gone, I hope more positive steps like, like civics classes and, and um, I won't say taking kids to church because, because I don't know what church is which. And, you know, I, I have my own belief system, but it's hard to know uh, how, to, how to approach that these days. I don't think it's if you don't go to church, you're bad. If you do go to church, you're good. I think that we do need to share the evolution of our personal relationship with God, with our higher power. And in whatever venue we share that and come together to discuss that is a church, right, gathered in his name. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we have to, to go down. These young kids, they push back on, on this is good, this is bad, and this is bad, you're going to burn in hell, right? They push back on that. They need something a little more complex, something a little more interesting. And... We could give it to them if you know, we wanted to. So often, you mentioned emotion, getting your brain in sync with your heart. Uh, what do they say? Soft head, soft heart. Um, so often, um, legislation is created out of emotion. Absolutely. And that's the one thing that you need to be careful about, because if you're voting based on your heart, um, it can be dangerous. And, and, and if that is the direction that a lot of these ads and a lot of these legislators would like to see you go, certainly with recreational marijuana, because there's a lot of emotion surrounding this. Yeah. And, you know, they want you to bypass a lot of what is in this bill to focus on the headline, which is legalizing recreational marijuana. Matt says, uh, isn't Florida offering some sort of incentives to educators who further their development by obtaining civic classes? Good idea. Yeah, civics classes. If, they, if Matt says it, it's probably true. Yeah. He's good. But it, it goes back to, to something as, as simple as who we elect, right? Missourians rejected the gas tax three times on the ballot. The people we elected bypassed us mm -hmm. to pass a gas tax, yet... Justin Brown and others who voted for it were reelected. You know, people, you get it. You got to think this through, folks. Uh, you know, this this referendum on pot uh, on with the constitutional amendment got traction because our legislature, driven by our citizens, has not brought forth a a pot legislation that could have already done it the right way, right? They're piddling around with figuring out how to get around the Han Hancock, Hancock Amendment so that they can pass legislation that the Missouri citizenry made, made sure they knew that we were against, and then we elected the same people who did it to us. Mm -hmm. it's, it it's defies 
logic, right? But that's the emotion, right? Oh, I met him. I know, I quote, know him because I met him once, so I'm going to vote for him. Well, you got to look at voting records. You got you to gotta have the personal conversations with them. They work for us. And everybody gets all emotional about, well, I think this, I think that. But if these people that represent us, I mean, forget the issues. If these people that represent us are not listening to us and, and paying attention to their constituency, vote them out. And frankly, we did not do that. Well, here's the thing. We have to learn to... We have to learn to get our legislators to vote the right way and not the popular way. What is popular versus what is right? Yes. And that seems to me to be the biggest imbalance in government is are we doing things to please the people or are we doing things to create well, I say to create. please the lobbyist. Yeah. To, to follow the money. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and very few have a calling in their heart to serve. I see I see that calling to serve in Ike Skelton. I see it I saw it in Susie Pollock. I saw it in in Scott Rydell. Hopefully Su- now Susie isn't done, is she? She's yeah, Su- Susie uh, lost to Justin Brown, I'm sorry saying, to say. Mm-hmm. Oh, she will always be an influence. I hope she runs again. Yeah. Oh no! I hope she comes back and runs again. She is, she is the the a wonderful example of how to believe deeply what you believe, hold to to mm-hmm. to your patriotism, and speak civilly and move forward in a good way. I mean, she got shouted down a lot because there were more aggressive, unkind, horrible people. And she just stayed calm and persevered, and and I think that's a that's a good thing. On the other hand, uh, there's a, a Blaine Luchtemeyer type that may vote. I mean, he voted for for all the omnibus bills, so that's not good. But but basically believes himself to be a, a conservative Republican. But he thinks to come out on the steps and speak is a waste of time. And I think the bully pulpit is important. Jenny, don't call me Brinkman Wall. Thank you for your uh, your time here this morning. Oh, we got to do the email. If you'd like to, yeah, real quick, throw that in. The email for the watchdog is contact, C-O-N-T-A-C-T, mm-hmm. at W-A-T-C-H-D-A-W-G report.com. Very good. If you'd like it in your business, get a hold of this nice lady. And she will make it happen. See you again soon. Thank you for coming in. Thank you. My thanks to Rick Bryant. My thanks to you. We're back in your ears tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. right here on 89.3. K-E-Y-K-O, Sage Beach, Missouri. Stay dry. Have a great day.